0: Hello everybody and welcome to Safe Space, the official Safe In Our World podcast. For those who don't know, the main goal of Safe In Our World is to create and foster worldwide mental health awareness within the video game industry and beyond. My name is Rosie and today I'm joined by Jake and Hannah Rutherford. Hannah is a patron of Safe In Our World as well as probably the most busy and passionate charity streamer I've ever met and also has the shoutiest cat that I've ever seen on Twitch and I love it so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hi. Hello, she does. She shouts so much; it's unbelievable. It's just part of
0: your branding now. I love it. It is. It's just not
1: even my cat. She's my partner's. <laughs> I've just acquired this cat. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast.
0: Thank you for for joining us. It's an absolute delight. Yeah, thank um, you. And we've obviously we've we've done some work before previously with um, with fundraisers and stuff. So it's really nice to actually like sit down and have a proper chat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside from like the fundraising bit, which is always very high energy. Oh my there's god. Not, yeah. There's not a lot of time for like general chatting, is there? So, yeah, it's yeah. very, very nice.
0: There's no time for niceties. It's like, no. can we do this? If not, yes. that's okay, but I'm going to have to run and not, not talk <laughs> yeah, to you. I yeah, need, I
1: need to find someone else now. 40 other people, quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm. Yeah, so,
2: Just, yeah. Um, to start off the podcast, then. um Could you please tell us a bit about yourself and your favourite game and and why that game is your favourite game?
1: Okay, uh, so I'm Hannah. Um, I am a Bristol-based variety streamer um, under the name LaMadia. I've been doing content for sort of like 12 years now. Some on YouTube, the last something like six years on Twitch. Um, I, yeah... I've been doing fundraising since actually a very long time, um, but yeah, in the last couple of years, doubled down on that. Uh, we play everything, everything and anything apart from sports games. Um, so at the moment, my favorite game is so difficult because I a variety streamer means everything. Um, yeah. I would probably say currently, at time of recording, my favorite game would be Alan Wake
2: absolutely yeah i'm a huge fan. <laughs> i'm
1: fully into the remaster like replaying it at the moment so it's just like yeah i remember all the like little bits of it um just all the like little bits of lore that you kind of forget when you've not played it for a while and yeah. then the setting and the fact that it's just absolutely cheesy stephen king misery kind of vibes it's just great i love it i've
0: never played alan wake oh you should i know I've- have you
1: played Control? No. Well, then. <laughs> Alan Wake, Control. Because they, they both like rely on each other a little bit. Control answers right. a lot of questions from Alan Wake. But no, they're, they're fantastic. They're fantastic and also, yeah, very, uh, very relevant to the time of year is uh, Alan and Control. And I think Control actually came out this time of year. Ooh, Alan didn't. He, Alan's a May baby like me. Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, because I
0: remember it was your birthday when we were doing the fundraiser back in May. Yes. Yes, it was. Nice. Um, But then, so, that's your current favourite game, but all-time favourite. Like, do you have a a game that you always go back to, like a comfort game, like a nostalgic
1: game? Oh, God, this is the problem. I'm like, ooh, maybe. Uh, There's loads of franchises, so like Pokemon, Mm -hmm. Tomb Raider, where it's like... I won't necessarily go back to the original game, but I might dabble in a game. Yeah, from you hold the franchise close to your heart. I do. Yeah, um I just yeah, because because of doing so much variety, it sometimes is really hard. I don't think I ever as a kid properly had a favorite game either. I think it was very much dependent on my mood. <laughs> I'm so difficult when it comes to these things. No, um, but
0: I, I kind of agree because my favourite game changes so much and I have games that I, like, adore but don't replay just because it's, like, I can't be bothered to go through it again. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and my my dad, when I was growing up, he was not allowed to play video games because back in the day, 30-year-old men didn't play video games, you know, that sort of mm. thing. Mum mum was not into the idea. So, But he was allowed to buy games for me and supervise. So it started out. <laughs> it's like you could see where it's going. So it starts out with educational stuff, um, like Maths Blaster and Wild Science Arcade, which are very, very early PC games. Ones about maths and ones about physics. Um, and then it kind of progressed to all of the like the little demo discs from magazines, which meant casino games (laughs) uh Duke Nukem at at the age of seven by the way uh Tomb Raider appeared out of nowhere because obviously woman on the cover so he was like oh uh here is here is game that you might like uh (laughs) Diablo 2 turned up at one point as well so I, I probably have dad to blame for just being completely all over the place when it comes to favorite games um for sure but I, we probably have to say of all time, I think we'll have to say something like Tomb Raider, something from those early days.
0: You've totally okay. just taken me back to a time where I, it was like, I would watch my brother play games and I remember this like really strange, I think it was like a quiz game about science and it on the cover there was a skull with a face and it was really terrifying. But it was like all about ed, educating youngsters and stuff. And I just remember yeah. it. Like, I've not thought about that in years. And it's just I had like...
1: Oh God, was it the Dorling Kingsley, like interactive uh museum or whatever it was? You could like click round it. There was some ridiculous stuff for the PC in the oh. early days. I think I also had, was there a Luigi it was oh, God. this might this might explain why I prefer Luigi to Mario. But there was an <laughs> educational game where Mario went missing. And Luigi had to go round the world answering <laughs> trivia on like Wonders of the world to find is this Mario a Nintendo game? no, well, it was a Nintendo game, but it was on PC.
0: Oh weird.
1: And I don't know what it was at some point I'll look it up again. I'm sure. but it was it, yeah, you you ambled about with Luigi and Yoshi and answered questions about the Great Wall of China to get Mario <laughs> back. So yeah, you could see why it's just an absolute mess when it comes to games. Oh my God, it's it just... called
0: Mario is missing. It is called Mario is missing.
1: I've definitely not Googled it, but oh my God, <laughs> 1994,
0: it was released oh, on yeah. Mac. Yeah. yeah you, the player controls Luigi, who must travel around the world to find and return stolen treasures as part of a quest to find his brother, who's been captured by Bowser. Oh my God, it's people... a series of educational <laughs> Mario
1: games. Yeah, people wonder why I'm so confused about games. <laughs> it's like, what was your first Mario Brothers experience? And it probably was that, then the Game oh. Boy.
0: Honestly, some of the titles of these are amazing it's like I am a teacher Super Mario sweater Mario's time machine or Mario teaches typing
1: oh (laughs) no Mario no typing Mario Nintendo remastering
2: these Mm, yeah
1: all of them put them all on the switch
2: like come on (laughs) the bumper pack you know just like brilliant
0: yeah come on Nintendo don't be a coward I want (laughs) Mario is missing on switch (laughs) Oh my god, amazing. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, another thing, like, I kind of, I think this leads into the next question, but it kind of, like, I think it says a lot about you as a a, a creator and sort of um, influence in the games industry. Like, years, t- 10, 11 years ago, I was watching your YouTube channel and I think it was, like, Dishonored was the first one I sort of caught
1: Oh my on. god, I'm and, sorry.
2: <laughs> no, no like you were, like, really... <laughs> passionate about Dishonored and it was like that made me want to buy it but I sent like an email about um just sort of like uh what what I'm doing and then and my owl and it and I and we actually you you actually replied and and it sort of went back and forth a few times and I think I brought it up um a few months ago but I think it kind of leads into the next question about you know as As a creator, as people get very popular, they they seem to sort of, um, not everyone, you know, but like you, you always had this way of sort of making everyone feel like they were cared for and and like you had an interest and, you know, and it's carried on to your streams. Like I pop into your streams now and and the sort of way that you um, treat everyone as a friend, you know, come in, welcome, sit down, let's natter, you know. What inspired you to kind of keep doing that? You know, what inspired you to then sort of get into charity streaming and and all sorts?
1: Oh well, um, so I, th- so I think in terms of the charity streaming that I've always I've always done charity stuff. Um, I was thinking about it this morning because so I was like, oh, actually, when 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 really was charity a big deal for me? Um, and I did rainbow guides all the way up to leader. Um, and I did it in the era where you had the blue Peter bring and buy sales and all of that stuff. And thinking back, I remember doing a lot of fundraising then with brownies. Um, so, uh, for those people who are not familiar, like the Scouts, like girl guiding, et cetera, those like. I um, did brownies too. Yeah. But they had this big thing for ages when Blue Peter were doing these bring and buy, like, you bring whatever, cakes, toys, sell them on, donate to charity. And we did so much of that. Like, we did at least maybe two or three a year. And I think that's somewhere in the back of my head. is kind of just float has been floating around for a while. Um, And then I did a network I was in previously, did fundraising at Christmas times, which I was very heavily involved with uh, for quite a while doing some of the the giveaway kind of stuff for that. Uh, then there was a little bit of a break because I sort of went solo, uh, kind of solo anyway. So I thought, well, may as well do it properly solo, all um, the content creation, et cetera. Uh, and then we got to, oh, goodness. I mean, there, there's been some favourite charities that I've done stuff with consistently every year. It's a local women's shelter. Uh, and so forth. So I was doing those anyway. And then we kind of got to just before the pandemic, and we had the Australian bushfire. And we then had Black Lives Matter, like back to back, quick succession. And it, it basically started as, should we raise some money for the bushfires? Oh, and also, maybe we should also do Black Lives Matter. And then it kind of ended up just being like one or two charities a month, not intentionally just there are so many causes that we want to help if that makes sense
2: yeah so it's 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 absolutely incredible you know like um watching it all happen and i'm sure it's exhausting at the same time yeah i
1: next year i'm dialing it back a little bit because um obviously there are there are favorite charities that will still get stuff um done for them at at key points in the year because i know i know when it's for example alzheimer's awareness month Um, I know that Safe in Our World does stuff in May, et cetera. So there are key points in the year I'm still going to hit. I've recently joined uh, Cosmic Hearts, which is a brand new stream team that's all about charity fundraising. So I think I'm going to offload some of the charity stuff that isn't me with like personal connections to charities to do within that sphere. Um, Because whilst it has been amazing, it is exhausting. Absolutely. Um, It just it's amazing how much has happened and how how supportive people have been, whether it's viewers or people um, donating prizes. Uh, In August, uh, I did a four week fundraiser for 26 LGBTQ charities. We raised 20,000 pounds, but I had about I had about 500 prizes donated in the end. Oh my god which is absurd and that's from like all over the place in the gaming industry physical prizes digital prizes um we had uh charlie cohen who's like a fashion label were like 100 quid voucher so it overwhelmingly like amazing support on that which really helped with that specific charity uh fundraiser but yeah it it is exhausting um so i definitely next year maybe need to take a year to have a slightly more chill time because two years of fundraising is amazing, but it, yeah, mental health does need to maybe yeah. take a priority at some burnout point. exists as
0: well. It, and it's it like, does.
1: I have ex- experienced it so many times uh, that even uh, at this point where I know burnout is coming, I'm like, It'll be fine. It'd be fine. Just we'll deal with it later. Uh, which is not the way to deal with it at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you just go through it because 12 years, in gaming, content creation, the amount of changes that all the platforms have gone through, um, especially when you're younger as well, you've got no concept of what burnout is because you've got all the energy in the world. Yeah, it, it must be
0: super hard as well. Like I know that we've all probably got personal projects that we're super invested in and like emotionally invested in, and it's really hard to draw the line to say like, oh, you know what, I'm actually gonna take a break from this or like just put it on pause for a second because. Otherwise I won't be able to do it at all because I'm going to burn out to the point where I don't have any passion for it anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure. And when it's when it's something that it's like it's a hobby that's become a profession as well, there's an additional element of almost doubling down on the whole thing
0: mm.
1: because you're like, it's, it's, a, it's something I love. Therefore, maybe if I just work harder, the burnout thing won't happen. Uh, and then you get surprised when it's twice as bad. So um yeah it's it, it it can be really challenging and i think that's i think i think it's almost not a natural thing it shouldn't be a natural thing but i think it's almost an organic thing that every content creator and potentially everyone who works in the internet sphere and juggles loads of different things at once is going to hit burnout at least once
0: yeah because you're kind of especially with people who are on a variety of different platforms as well mm. Trying to manage those all simultaneously without burning out is an impossible task.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then it's also all the side things as well. People look at what you're doing. They're like, oh, you stream. So you, so for example, say I streamed five hours. They'll think that's all I've done in the day. And it's like, no, in reality, I'm doing a podcast right now. Uh, after this, I'm probably going to go write a coffee post that is like two weeks overdue. Uh, I spent two hours last night drafting like sponsored posts for an upcoming brand deal. Um, So it's all of that alongside everything else you're adding on. And it is entirely about it's, it's learning it's learning where that point is where you go, I physically can't do this. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately, unless you've yeah, unless you've experienced that before. And again, like with me, it's definitely taken me a couple of goes to go, here we go. This is the time maybe just calm down a bit on before the burnout happens, just to, to recognise your limits.
0: Yeah, and I guess specifically if you're like new to this sort of gig, getting a lot of opportunities is something that's really exciting, but then also mm. you don't want to say no because it's you're new to it and you're like, I want to take every opportunity I can get. But again, it's like that kind of not, oh, what's the word for it, trade-off between being able to yeah. do what you're doing sustainably whilst also taking on new things.
1: Yeah, especially as well if, it's, if it is your only source of income as well. Because if, if, if you're a part-time streamer, for example, you've got another job, you can potentially go, well, I can. the streams are too much right now. I can focus a little bit more on the other whatever it is that's going on. Um, but yeah, the, the temptation for when something's going a bit wonky with the algorithm or whatever, the temptation is just double down is absurd. Uh, and it's really not the way to do it because that's you're just not going to win that way. Yeah. You're just going to hurt yourself some more.
2: Yeah. I think that's why um I look at kind of full-time streamers and I'm like I'm just in awe at how you guys kind of keep it going so much like um I had, having a like it with full time it's like even if you're having a bad day you still have to kind of
1: push through Mm. and and... uh yeah i mean i know i know content creators who've had like serious serious news before streaming and have just gone i'll just i'll just deal with it i'll just slap a face on and push through and it's like that's not healthy but but they're very they're very much is that element of um and this is partly why when you said about community and being welcome i don't try and like put on a face or anything. I don't try and like up my energy. I know streamers who are like, hey guys, how are you doing? And it's like, that's fine. But if you're gonna do five hours, good luck maintaining can't that energy. That energy up. No. No. It's just not, especially if you're then playing an engaging game as well. It's like it's just too much. So I'm generally I'm like, look, if you come in the chat, you're very welcome, so long as you are not mean to anyone. Um and this is just how it's gonna go. <laughs> And I don't intentionally set out to be like, oh, welcome, come on in. Um, I mean, obviously, I'd like, to, I'd like to hope that that is something, as you <laughs> said, you've experienced it. But I don't actively go like, hey, everybody, because it just adds to that.
0: No, but you have yeah. like a very genuine welcoming energy that I think comes across really well. Oh, thanks.
2: Oh, well. oh definitely. I, I, I agree.
0: That's very so, kind. Yeah, I always... Uh... I do pop in occasionally. And I'm also very honoured to be a VIP in your chat. Oh, my yeah.
1: God. I, do you know what? The amount of people, because I only use the VIP slots for, um, like, charity peeps, uh, devs if they're popping into chat, stream team, uh, friends, etc. So I can see people. I could be like, that is somebody uh, who I know from something else and I want to be able to say hi. So that's why you're VIP. So I can go, oh, it's Rosie.
0: Yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> though so, because I'm like I know that the chat can sometimes get really busy so I'm not really expecting you to see it especially if you're playing a game but then you always seem to catch it and I'm like oh
1: I, yeah <laughs> I, reading speed for me has always been pretty good um so that is kind of a plus for doing streaming is I can kind of keep up with chat when it's reasonably like the size that I experience I god knows if it was at like 2,000 3,000 people probably not mm-hmm. um but, yeah, I try and take the time with it because even if it's just a hello, that is a hello to someone instead of just ignoring them. And if yeah. if they if they just wanted me to ignore them, I'd continue on YouTube where there's no back <laughs> and forth <laughs> versus Twitch where I can actually go, hello, how are you? How's your Friday been? So do you
0: prefer yeah. like that viewer
1: Absolutely. interaction? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. As because as, also, as soon as I moved off of YouTube, and I did try and do an overlapping time where I was like, I'm gonna do written essays for YouTube and I'm gonna edit them all, et cetera. And that was the point at which I was like, no, burnout is coming, something has to go, get rid of that. Because that is the least, the least profitable thing. Um, and when I kind of look at profitability, obviously I am, you know, running a business, paying the bills, et cetera. But like there's also like an ethical profitability, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so like I'd rather do a charity fundraiser than make a video if that makes sense because it's like even though it's the same energy amount like someone is going to benefit more from that than the amount of time and energy I'm going to put into something that will probably be demonetized or make nothing so um got rid of that and basically now instead I'm using coffee to write up effectively the same thing that I do in a video but minus the work um, and it just it literally like a, almost like a light switch when I went no more YouTube it's like no more YouTube, weight lifted, done. Um, yeah. and it, it's, it's in part just because the grind is absurd. Um, especially if your channels, like my channel was around in 2011. So it's been through so many versions of the algorithm that like, it probably doesn't know which way is up anyway. Um, and it's just yeah, it's it's just not worth it. It's not worth it when you could be doing amazing other things with that time, and also talking to chat. <laughs> I re-
2: no, I, re- I remember sort of uh, you were doing the classic Tomb Raiders, and you were telling me like how to um, modify the file so I could uh, play it um, on the computer without it crashing and, and mm. stuff like that. And I just, yeah, the, your streams, it's it's just always like such a, a wholesome place, and I think it's because you just as well you're just being you yeah um because you can recognize when people are sort of like full of it and me personally like um i have bad days and i just don't think i could keep up that energy and go
1: hi everyone no you know, i like well, into my street I, this is the thing as well as people uh, this is like the...
0: your impression of a high energy streamer james That's, totally <laughs> i That's...
1: i actively dislike <laughs> people not people specifically people with really 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 positive energy who are really like extroverted about it because i like, a part of me is like well what are you hiding yeah like, why why are you projecting yeah saying,
0: like no one is that happy all the time exa- it's okay exactly okay not to be that positive it's fine
1: Ex- exactly so like <laughs> a part of me in my head i'm like i can't i can't be bothered with that <laughs> <They're not laughs> trustworthy. I'm, I'm just a grumpy i'm a grumpy old woman in terms of like <laughs> consecration 33 so like, I'm, I'm well at like approaching retirement. Oh, you're in your prime. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, it just, it's a very different vibe. It's a similar thing to like, you go to, you go to events and all the 19 year olds are just like, yeah, let's go party next day. <laughs> they're springing out of bed at seven in the morning, fresh faced. And you're going, I just, I went to bed. I had a bath. and went to bed at 10 PM and <laughs> yeah. I still want to go back to sleep. Um, so I think, just, Whoa, you, oh <laughs> I think I'm you just, I think you just I shouldn't feel that way. <laughs> but it, I think it's the thing of like, it's an expectation in the industry that everything has to be, oh, hi guys, blah, blah, and it's like, it doesn't have to be, no. and you shouldn't have to, if you're that kind of person, great, but you shouldn't have to force yourself and your personality to fit into that because also from a psychological perspective, it really messes you up. Like genuinely pretending that you are someone else can like it psychologically can, can expend so much more energy because you're trying to change everything um, in terms of energy levels, attitude, all of that. Like you're basically acting, aren't you? So mm. I just I haven't got I haven't got the bandwidth, the mental bandwidth for <laughs> it anymore. No,
0: yeah. no, I totally agree. I think it's super hard to be able to. I, I i don't know how people stream for like hours on end anyway like i so many props to everyone who does that because i couldn't even be myself for five hours with a camera i just like i need a nap i need to have a break
1: i i honestly don't know how i've worked up to five hours sometimes i do seven if it's if it's a busy week and i've got a lot of games to cover i do seven and i'm like how am i how like, yeah,
0: where's not even just like, because I know some people love to say, like, oh, well, they're just playing games. And it's like, no, <laughs> they are not just playing games. They're playing games. They're being entertaining. They're trying to keep up with chat. If you're doing charity, you're trying to keep up with donations. Like, there's so much going on in your head. Also, while like making sure that you're, you know, coming across well on your stream and mm. doing everything right by your branding and stuff or whatever. It's like, I don't know how people do it. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I think if I'd been thrown into it, having not done the YouTube stuff for, for that long, I probably and it probably would struggle, just because I I was used to sitting down and doing batch recordings, and effectively doing five hours but just talking to a wall. <laughs> so I think that helps a lot. But I definitely notice now if I do seven, five days a week, seven hour streams, I, I'm beginning to go. This is a bit much now. So I might just uh, dial it back a little bit permanently to the old five hours, when I get some yeah. work done in the morning as well. Because that's the other thing is there's only so much time in the day, and like my other half's got a real job, as in, <laughs> nine, real as job. in you real have a job. real job, oh. <laughs> uh, as in like nine to five, has to do work meetings, all of that. So it's not really the best job to be having alongside someone who streams, especially someone who streams things like horror games um so he is he is incredibly patient about all yes. of that um
0: Someone who uh, is honking with concern in the late hours of the evening i think is yes. your term of phrase
1: <laughs> yes i i just so it, it it like for us it's like i do streams during the day very rare occasions i'll do night times all weekends because that's the time when i should not be doing things yeah that's the downtime so uh a lot of streamers will do night times so and they'll go into like 2 a.m and then you end up having the cycle of you stayed up later. So you get up later, which, which doesn't help. And I have done that. And it is fun at the time. But if you ever need to actually adapt to going to the shops at a normal time or any of that stuff or doctor's appointments, suddenly you're like, oh, I have to get up. I have to be like 9 a.m. No thanks. That's you. like the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. What is this? So um, I think that's, yeah, I think that sort of helps like keep me a little bit in check. Mm. for sure
0: so moving on to like the next question that we've got um, if, if someone came up to you right now and they were like I do streaming like pretty regularly I want to start moving into charity streaming specifically what would be like a piece of advice that you think you'd offer to them in terms of starting out as a charity streamer or at least starting out doing charity campaigns within their streaming schedule
1: Um. Ooh, so I think the important thing is to kind of be aware of your like, what you want to do with that slot. like what day do you want to do? what what charity do you want to do? Like if you're just going, I want to fundraise for charity, go on some of the like fundraising websites, have a little browse. Maybe there's some sort of cause that's close to your heart, like animals, gardening, mental health, whatever. Um, and have a little have a little look um places like tiltify and just giving are really handy for things like that and they also have pretty good faqs on how to implement all that into your streaming software um maybe start with one and just see what happens especially if you go for something like um like obviously safer in our world has a community discord so it's like maybe that's a place to go pop onto a discord and see if there's any sort of upcoming community events that you could get involved in get a Familiar feel to the um, to, to fundraising. Um, when I did the August LGBTQ uh, fundraiser, I tried to get as many people involved as possible because there was loads of smaller streamers that were going. I don't. I want to fundraise, but I am either anxious to do it on my own, or I've no idea how to do it. So, in part, that was like almost providing a model for them. Um, so, go and look at other streamers. Go and see what they do, and also any amount raised is amazing don't go oh, i didn't raise i don't know a thousand two thousand whatever it is because it's it, it doesn't matter you're trying to do something for charity and that's yeah. the important thing um and also a fact sheet is always handy just print it out as well like or if you can or write it on a notebook because i can guarantee you if you have it on the screen and you're like oh i'm just gonna do a little organic pitch whilst i don't know say you're in phasmophobia and you're being chased by a ghost and there's no one else around. You're like, oh, I might just go, by the way, guys, don't forget we're fundraising for whatever it is. Did you know that blah? Um, You won't be able to find that on your screen for Love Nor Money during that time. So write it down, even if it's just a few facts, so that you've got something in front of you. Even if it's, um, so like for August, I printed one out daily for every single fundraiser. So it was, who is the charity? Where are they? What's the demographic they help? how do they help them and also like examples of what so like 9 pounds could help buy a hygiene kit or something like that um and that will help like having some structure for all the bits where you're going ooh i want to talk about the charity but i don't just want to go hey we're fundraising for so i i would say prep in advance stuff like that maybe hop onto like a community discord so you're not just doing it all on your own those are the two two big things
0: yeah i think it super helps as well like if you're fundraising for a charity that you're really personally attached to or invested in some way like it's it's gonna really help your drive with it and and it'll connect you more to yeah yeah absolutely
1: i we've um or act almost organically actually so i've been doing fundraising for alzheimer's research uk for several years because my uh grant has it and um also Alzheimer's Society this year. And because games are slowly starting to include more organic representations of it, we've started having these like almost not charity conversations in the games where they appear that have then led to me almost doing the pitch again and then popping off and donating. So, it yeah, it's definitely worth doing that because also you may end up going, actually, I can use this information elsewhere for sure um yeah. and and that personal connection is is super important obviously don't if you think it's going to upset you on stream then that is you know that's whether you want to share that or not on how much you want to share that because again I it is your it is your private life if you want to and obviously parasocial stuff is a thing yeah R- with relationships
0: boundaries if you're going to go for something like that yeah exactly if you're more comfortable with it then great but
1: yeah, exactly. So like I'll talk about my gran and the type of dementia she has. Um, and I'll I'll vaguely go into things like treatment and, and how she is, et cetera. But I'm not gonna go like, oh, this is exactly what happened, this is where she is, et cetera, et cetera. So the like I try and I try do try and set those boundaries when I draw on personal experience. Uh, but yeah, yeah it, it absolutely adds to it, for sure. It's
2: really good advice. And no, thank you for sharing that. I can imagine even when it's you like, like a personal um, thing you're sort of raising money for that. It still strikes a sort of uh chord in inside you. Um, you know, I know how devastating dementia can be. Um, I lost my granddad uh, Christmas. It, I think it was December, December 26th in 2019. And um, it's, it, it breaks your heart. So I mean, I, I understand like how it, feels and and absolutely massive props to you for um really uh you know just raising money raising awareness and and covering it so you know thank you for that as well
1: oh it's yeah it's it's a no brainer from my end really it's uh there's far too many people who are affected directly or indirect directly by it see I'm doing the pitch now um <laughs> right so I get the stats out it's yeah it's one of those things where it's like it's everybody is going to be affected in some way. Um, And to just sort of not, it's also about educating younger people because with all of this stuff as well, because they're the ones who are going to have to look after us when we get older. Um, But we're leaving, oh God, I'm going to sound, we're leaving the planet to them, you know?
0: Mm, So
1: whilst most of my demographic is a similar age to me, there are some that are maybe in their 20s and it's like, well, look, let's we need let's talk about this stuff because you'll either experience it in your grandparents or close family members um or later down the line, you will experience it. So yeah, it it's it's absolutely worth talking about and bringing personal experience. But yeah, just just go go carefully with it, for sure,
0: yeah. I really like the fact that a lot of content creators are, are embracing talking about like very real subjects as well, because mm. entertainment is great. and that might be their primary um, focus of their of their content like talking about life is ultimately very real and as long as you're well yeah. enough talking about it it's, it's probably going to help a lot of people who might not have experienced that before or don't have people they're comfortable talking about it with in their personal life yeah
1: absolutely like even if someone's lurking in chat as well like you could be helping because yes. like I literally had someone yesterday who's like I was lurking for half a year, and I had no idea because they are like absolutely confident, chatty, lovely people, um, but it's taken them that long to get there. And I, it is really good to see because I was I was part of, back in like 2012, 2013, I was like one of those like opinionated loud women, which basically means just someone who has ideas. And as a result of that, a lot of the time I was like, I don't necessarily know whether I want to talk about this thing that is important to me and like women and minorities on the internet um, because I feel like I'm just going to be shouted down. This is like partly things like YouTube comment sections, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so it is really refreshing to see. And I think it, it is in part because it is a more diverse atmosphere now. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's really good to see cause it means that you're hearing personal stories. It does ground those people. So even if they're like all excited on stream, et cetera, they're still a real person. They're not this like imaginary character.
0: Yeah. And that's what I quite like about that as well, because I think people often forget that this person oh, that on screen is actually a real person with feelings yeah. and emotions, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, it, it, there's that balance of like, again, we go into parasocial areas in terms of like, don't get too friendly. Um, yeah. But I think it I think it would be nice if, you know, more people on the Internet remembered that other people are human um, and not just like a, someone they can spew a wall of text at.
0: Yes, I think it's it also takes a bit of time to be able to grow into that person as well. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Even, even from a personal perspective, like I didn't really start talking openly about mental health and my mental health. for It took me years to be able to do that. And then it's very easy to forget once you're in that place, other people are in the position that you were a few years ago, and they're not ready yet. But if you're talking about it, it can sometimes give them like a boost to be able to think, oh, well, I could do that. I just need a bit. Yeah, of yeah,
1: yeah. I, you're way ahead of where I was at 24 as well. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I think as well, the problem is, especially when it's content creation, there's a lot of ego, especially yeah. if you start out and you're like, I am the bomb, I'm amazing. Um, and sometimes you can get lost in that, especially if you become incredibly successful, you, you lose sight of like reality. Um, so, yeah, that, that sphere changing has definitely helped. Like, I probably still don't talk about mental health enough but i am a lot more open to talking about it with other people and okay like okay to say i'm not having a good day which back then you didn't do because it's just like if i show any sort of weakness i am a goner because you know just woman on the internet
0: well that was the climate that
1: you're in right oh my god i remember (laughs) once i made a comment this was in mafia 3 to give it the context mafia three we were talking about i was explaining the context about it the year of um martin luther king uh, junior's assassination right Mm -hmm. so i'm going like this is the this is the setting this is what's happening um this is the current situation of what's going on and i ended up talking about pay discrepancy and i so literally just went like the black community are obviously going to get paid less etc i said you can still see this today In Mm -hmm. some areas, the gender pay gap is an ongoing argument. Oh my God, they went off. (laughs) They they were like, no, this doesn't exist. What are you talking about? Stupid woman. There is no what? No, it's a lie. And it's like, okay, okay, thank you. And it's like that was the climate that I was experiencing. And it's just like, well, do I want to push back against that? Because as a result, you're getting this very like, well, if I if I say anything, I'm gonna get abuse. But also. I'm going to get people not watching the content. So there's that like discussion you almost have to have with yourself about who do I want experiencing and interacting with my content?
0: Yeah. Do, do I want a lot of viewers that don't agree with my personal values? Probably not.
1: <laughs> and I think this is part of, part of the problem in some pockets of the internet is it's snowballed and you've now got people with giant audiences who have said nothing for years who I would like to hope somewhere in the back of their heads are going, well, how do we, how do we have this conversation with my chat? And how do we kind of I obviously have no idea, but I'd like to hope that somewhere in the back of their heads they are considering it. Um yeah. because it's it's not enough for the smaller creators or the mid-range creators who actually quite frankly have probably have more of a handle on their chats for obvious reasons, because they're smaller. Um but it is absolutely possible with a bigger, a bigger community to also manage that. But you have to set some very clear rules and boundaries from the yeah, start. Yeah, I was
0: going to say. I think it's it's quite evident that you can very much set the tone with your chat and, and call out when someone yeah. is going against your rules. And
1: I, I'm quite bad at that because a lot. This is something that I've also enjoyed is the the subtle shift from ignore the troll, also the cat in the background. Uh, oh, <laughs> ignore the troll it, To confronting the troll a little bit um and I'm not saying like I'm not saying like shout abuse at them but letting people just sort of like just blocking them is absolutely fine if that's something that is in your mental capacity and you have to do that um but they do also need to be challenged in some way because otherwise they just carry on they just wander about causing drama um so I am a little bit bad in terms of like popping off if someone comes in and starts something with me or my chat. But on the other side of that, that does mean that my chat generally, I think know that if someone comes in, I'm going to protect them as much as myself. Yeah.
0: Because it's not just the space. It's not just your space that you're protecting. No. It's a lot of other people who might also be affected by the things that this person is saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A, a really good example is the last of us too. Um, the amount of people coming in because I've got quite an androgynous face. So many comments about Abby and the just so many transphobic comments, either at myself or Abby. And it was just like, mate, just just get out. Like, this is yeah. not the place for you. I don't know what you are smoking today, but get lost. Like I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you are upset so much by women lifting <laughs> that you have to go around oh the God. internet. I shout at people. There were um,
0: so many comments on that on Twitter, and it was just yeah. like, oh, my God, guys.
1: Even when the evidence is there, you go into the gym, you can see that they've got, like, a full-on... Um, like cattle resource and pigs and all of that. And it's like, she absolutely has the protein to bulk up like this.
0: Women have like, muscles. Oh Good my God. God.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, the best part was I was doing, I was doing quite a lot of stuff at the gym involving like deadlifting and that. So I had like, they're not there at the moment, but I had some muscles. So I was just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. like I upset you, but also <laughs> get your transphobic ass out of here because yeah. what the heck? Cause also there is a, there is a trans character in it. So, um, chat was so excited to meet Lev oh, as well, Lev. as well as just thirsting over Abby in a like. People either wanted to be her or wanted to just be with her. <laughs> uh, so, it, yeah, it just very, very clearly when you come into my yeah. chat that that is the vibe. Just, <laughs> just absolute, absolute thirst and inclusivity.
0: Yeah. Why can't we just celebrate these characters without picking holes I know. and trying to be like, negative about it? I just don't get it.
2: I, I genuinely don't understand uh, the people that go around flaming games for, for all these choices. I personally found the Abby and Lev storyline, like, obviously, um, spoilers. But, you know, I was angry at Abby for what she did. Mm. But, like, the story progression, the character progression, it, it's like I became so attached to Lev and Abby's story. Yeah. but i'm always browsing twitter as they say doom scrolling and so many people get angry about so many choices like the recent controversy of um Aloy's face being a bit more oh my um, god oh, know, yeah and it's like
1: oh also um uh what's it in God of War 2 uh, not God of War 2 Ragnarok yes yeah um there's a, a, a in fact also for spoken so we're saying more black leads and it's like yes thank you like along with deathloop yes this is yep. so so refreshing to see and to be done well um and they were just losing their mind about it like to the point the devs had to go she's a frost giant like do you want to calm down <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like you don't you don't know what a frost giant looks like buddy like go away and everyone else on the internet she turns around she smiles and everyone's going who is she i love her yes
0: i saw so yeah. much like Oh, on Twitter and on on social media, everyone was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Who is this Mm. person? I need to know more about them. And it's just great.
2: Just don't get the mentality behind it, the rage, the anger that ah, just uh, you know, yeah. It's and it's very strange.
1: It comes from a place of like just I think it's insecurity. It is. It's it's you're taking away something that belongs to me or I feel belongs to me, even though like 90% of it. You've still got, buddy. Um, it's yeah. the same outrage when you see things ported to PC and that. And it's like you're not losing the PlayStation version yeah. or the Xbox version. It's just more people get to experience it, which means exactly. more money for the studio, which means more games. Like, come yeah. yeah. on.
2: Con- console. It's the console wars oh that really God. get to me. Yeah. Like, they really get to me. And you, you get you kind of get a lot that are like, Sort of defending their console, but also slating the other console, the opposition console, but going, I'm better because I'm defending it. But it's like, you're just as bad as the people that are. You're all just stop. It's a piece of plastic. It's (laughs) your favorite things. Please get on with it. The companies don't care. Yeah. You know, they they want you to enjoy their products, not fight about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Haven't, like, Xbox even been like, oh, yeah, you should totally get a PlayStation 2. And, like, I've seen a yeah. few things about that on social oh, media there's there's that. There's
1: been some, yeah, because they all tweet each other. And, yeah. and also they don't realise that people swap companies. Like, you yes. don't yeah. just work at one gaming company. Like, I know people who have worked at, like, four or five major companies Just like slowly over time, moving between them, just moving jobs. It's Uh,
0: okay to enjoy more than one thing at one time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I I remember when Fallout Shelter came out, like the mobile game, I went to go and do a capture event at like a private dev lounge for a couple of games, not uh, Bethesda. I went in, everyone's on their phone playing Fallout Shelter, and they're like, hiya, (laughs) give us a sec. And obviously I'm also playing it so I just people don't they don't think about that they don't think well maybe maybe they've got friends over at the other studio maybe they also like games wild well concept you work in gaming you like video games
2: you know uh content creation everybody's wanting to get in on it um and and we at Safe our world encourage self-care but what tips can you give
1: self-care is yeah like absolutely number one totally agree with you there Um, I, I've not, having said that, I have neglected my (laughs) self-care recently, um, (laughs) far too much. So I, I owe myself several months of, uh, quite intensive gardening because that's part of my self-care routine is to just not be in the office or, or my, the spare bedroom basically of my house. Um, so I like to do a little bit of gardening. The garden has been heavily neglected. So that's something I'll do um you don't have to do outdoor activities I didn't think that when I was looking at doing this sort of stuff in my 20s I didn't think I'd be going oh I'm gonna go and go in the garden in my 30s (laughs) I'm turning into my mum um the older I get the more I'm like yep no there's a similar hobby so you need something that is completely separate to all of this um whether it is like it also don't Don't turn that into whatever your content is. Keep it separate. You need to have at least one thing. If you're going to do something like gaming as your content, don't also, yeah, throw in gardening, et cetera, et cetera. Keep something as like your thing. Um, Work up when it comes to timings. Start with a little bit. If you can manage that, maybe increase the time. Don't just go straight in with like five hours. Um, And also like be, be kind to yourself. In terms of like you're starting out, you're learning things, you're gonna make mistakes in terms of tech stuff. Um, so, just you know it's a learning experience. Don't be too hard on yourself. I'm still an absolute hot mess half of the time after twelve years. It's kind of part of the brand um the chat the chat very much knows this, and absolutely just.
0: No one is going to be perfect all of the time. No,
1: no exactly. Nope. And that it, again, it's that chasing that atta- unattainable thing, which mentally is is stressful. So, um, little manageable chunks in terms of that. If you've got any like side stuff you need to do that's associated with the content, maybe allocate yourself a point in the day. Also, sleep wise, for God's sake, have a routine. She says as someone who's an insomniac, even <laughs> if it's even if it's just going like, I'm not gonna stay up till three in the morning streaming. Because if you get stuck in that loop, you will mess the schedule your schedule up. So basically, unfortunately, a lot of the answers are be an adult. <laughs> in terms yeah. of like, you've got to think about the things like going to the shops and booking your appointments. Um, but yeah, it just Take it slow when you start. I think it's the most important thing. and also do something that you enjoy and don't don't you know, don't hop on a trend. That's the big thing. That's partly uh, partly why I do variety gaming is I can't pick a trend. Um, but also if you're if you're jumping on a trend and you're not doing a game or, or whatever content it is that you love, then it potentially will be artificial, and they'll be able to tell.
0: Yeah. On some uh, level you have to enjoy what you're being yeah. what you're doing and what you're playing and stuff.
1: Yeah, because otherwise, yeah, at some point the mask slips and it's just like, oh no, you could just see see the dead eyes. <laughs> yeah, what is the job
0: really. You could tell if someone doesn't enjoy their job because if you see them at work mm. and they're miserable, then it's like either they're having a bad day or they just don't like their job.
1: <laughs> mm. and, <laughs> uh, yeah, necessary. and also it's okay for to not call it a job when you're starting out or call it a job if that mentally for you means that you treat it As a like, I'm going to go to work now. That entirely depends on how you you function as a person. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, so I I guess that was some vague self-care tips that were just sort of flailed into the air there.
0: No, I like them. It's it's
1: great. No, it's
2: great. Thank you. Yeah,
0: I think ultimately self-care is going to look different for everybody, but as long as it's separate Mm. to what you're doing for work and for... Anything that you're making money out of, I guess, um, and that's like got more pressure on it than just you can just do it to enjoy yourself, then mm. that's probably a good start.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Um, if any listeners, if you'd like to continue the conversation about what we've talked about today, please do tweet us at SIOW podcast or at Safe and Our Worlds uh, on Twitter. Uh, there's a lot more discussion to be had around these sorts of things and we we always encourage people to get involved in the discussion as well because there's so many things and so many different opinions that you can have about it and I think it's always interesting to, to share your own views and see what other people think. Um, but on, an, on a final note, uh, if you are struggling, please know that there is support out there to help you um, and if you're looking for somewhere to start, we have a list of global helplines on our website at safeinourworld.org as well as a lot of different information about various feelings and symptoms as well so thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time